If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. We, we look a little different with Cam Jurgens back and full speed now, so we got to keep him healthy, but I, I think he's going to be a, a game-changer for us on the inside of the line. Uh, Cam, uh, I, I look Cam. He's, he, he gives us a really good look. And he's not afraid to go, you know, he's a young guy, but he's not afraid to, you know, be the, be the, the voice of that O-line and uh, take over. And he's really strong. Uh, we're going to need him. And, you know, he always gives a good look. Um, he's a, he, he, can, he can block any of us, uh, I would say. And, you know, uh, he's just there. He, he brings a, 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 a different mentality of, you know, I'm going to get the job done when he's in there. So. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus as this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill with five locations in Omaha, one here in Lincoln. Get on into Tanner's, watch the Nebraska game. If you're coming down to Lincoln and you're driving back to Omaha, uh, stop on in to any of those Tanner locations, catch the evening games as there'll be plenty of college football on, not just Saturday, but Sunday and Monday as well. So uh, we've got an entire fun-filled weekend of college football. Tanner Sports Bar and Grill is your spot to go uh, watch all the games. But you, you just heard from Scott Frost and Khalil Davis talking about Cam Jurgens and, and just kind of what he has done on that offensive line. And I th- I'll be honest, that was maybe, Robin, one of the shockers of fall camp when Scott Frost not only said Cam Jurgens is back, he's a game-changer, and by the way, he's our starter. And I'm going to tell you that before I release the depth chart to everyone else, but this guy, by the way, is our starter. Yeah, it wasn't surprising that he's the starter. It's a matter that's happening already. Uh, and I think everybody knew that when Cam is healthy, he is by far their best option at center. And Scott Frost wouldn't have said the things that he's been saying essentially since Cam made the move from tight end to center uh, for no reason. And so, you know, it's just a matter of would Cam be able to, to get himself healthy enough uh, and into football shape and learn the system and all the responsibilities of a new position uh, quickly enough to put himself uh, as the number one. And uh, apparently he did. Uh, and, you know, the, the rave reviews just do not stop with him, uh, whether it's Scott Frost saying that Troy Walters, you know, basically echoed what Scott Frost said, uh, on Wednesday and saying that, that he's he's a game changer at the center position. Like he makes that entire offensive line and entire offense different when he's on the field. And so, um, you know, credit to him for the hard work he put in this offseason and doing so, uh, you know, one little note that came out was, you know, he came into the fall camp, I think, 285 pounds, and he's only down to about 280. So he's doing all that rehab and all that practice without losing hardly any weight. So, um, you know, Cam, he's, he's a specimen in a lot of ways, and I think this is the latest example of, you know, being able to accomplish a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm totally shocked that – 
you know, this it's played out the way it has. I, I mean, think I think a week ago, all of us said there was no way he was going to play week yeah, one. So. I, I, I didn't think that, that he'd be healthy enough to go or that, you know, even if he was healthy enough to go, that maybe they would kind of ease him into things, um, you know, against South Alabama or, or, you know, maybe even hold off in, in another week. So, um, you know, I, I was I was really surprised to see that. But, uh, I mean, that's good news for Nebraska. I mean, the, the thing about, I think, some of the things that Scott Frost says – um, you know, whether it's about Cameron Jurgens or, or Adrian Martinez, um, I mean, I, I believe him. You know, it's not, it's not this coach's or this coaching staff style to really, um, you know, pump guys up for no reason if it's not validated. So I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, I'm excited to see exactly how much of a game changer he is there. Well, and Cam Jurgens, nobody should doubt his athletic ability. I mean, Nate, you and I both have seen both Will and Cam for a number of years since they were 15, 16 year old kids. And Cam Jurgens is a better all around athlete. It's just, yeah, the, the, the durability questions and whatnot. Part of you feels, though, for Will, Will Farniak because oh, yeah. I think he felt like he had the keys to the, the Ferrari here for week one and they just got taken right out of his hands. But they have told Will, like, look, we're going to need you this season. Like, don't, don't think you're not needed. He's going to probably be called on at some moment. And they have walked back the hype on Cam a little bit. You know, Friday, that was Friday, Scott Frost. And he's kind of walked it back some since then because. I'll be, I'd be curious how the locker room responded to that. I mean, that, that was coming out pretty strong. Um, and, you know, you wonder how a guy like Will Farniak took that and other guys, because Will is a real well-liked guy. His brother's a captain. Um, so that that's a kind of a sensitive deal to, to come out and say the way Frost did on Friday. Yeah, for sure. And you could read between the lines a little bit. Uh, you know, some of those offensive linemen um, on Monday, Trent Hickson and, and uh, Matt Farniak in particular, you know, they were asked specifically about Jurgens and, uh, you know, they didn't go out of their way to pump up, uh, <laughs> pump up their center. In fact, you know, Trent Hickson kind of just declined to talk about it. And so, yeah, I think you can probably assume that, um, you know, some guys maybe didn't like the way that all went down uh, because Will Farniak was there every day and he put in the work and uh, put in the blood and sweat and all that stuff to, to put himself in position. Whereas Cam, you know, he was kind of limited and he didn't do all the reps and all that stuff. Uh, he uh, just kind of gets thrown into the, the number one spot. You know, that's I, I understand that to an extent, but here's the reality. If they come out and that offensive line is dominant and Cam Jurgens is what this coaching staff says that he is, those hard feelings are going to go away really quickly because in the end, talent, winning, and success changes everything. Yeah, it's it's all about the scoreboard, you know, and, and your performance on the football field. So, um, yeah, I have no no doubt that if there's any hard feelings or anything, that it'll be washed away by what Cam Jurgens puts on film and the way he performs in the games. But I think you have to tip your hat to you know what Will Farniak has done too. I mean, he's really uh, made major strides too. I mean, he's come a long way. When he got here uh, as an early enrollee, I mean, he he was. Just a small little, you know, the little brother. Uh, you know, I think Greg Austin used to just refer to him as the little little Farniak, you know, and and now he's, I mean, he's a legitimate player. And, and uh, you're right, Sean. I mean, they're definitely going to have to use him throughout this season. So he, he's going to play. There's no doubt about that. And I'm interested, too, about other guys like Bryce Benhart. You know, if he goes past that four-game mark and – it's a really difficult thing for the coaches because I think there are so many guys on that fence that you don't know the answer to until situations come in front of you. Yeah, and with Ben Hart, I think physically we all know he's ready. I mean, he's built like a monster as a true freshman. Uh, the issue is, you know, there's that, that 
catching up, you know, mentally and even technique wise that separates really good high school players from really good college players. And um, it's going to be an adjustment no matter how big and strong he is and how quickly he's able to develop will ultimately decide what his redshirt status is. But what's interesting is, you know, Nebraska's in a tough spot because ideally I think they'd love to redshirt him, especially with two juniors at your tackle spots that are going to be back next year. You'd like to preserve the, a year of eligibility for your next up. All five uh, starters return next exactly. year. Exactly. So uh, being able to allow him to play while also keeping that year I think is important. But at the same time, their depth at tackle is a real concern right now. And if any of, you know, whether it's Farniak or Hymas or whatever is to miss any significant time, um, you know, Ben Hart's the next guy up and they're not going to have a choice of redshirting him or not. If that's, if that's the situation. So, um, you know, I, I think this is going to be literally a, a week at a time situation with him in particular, uh, where hopefully they can try to get by without burning that red shirt, but also keeping him available. If worst case scenario comes up. Yeah. They've had to get him ready to play, uh, basically since the moment he got on campus. I don't think there's any question about that, especially, you know, given his just supreme talent. I mean, he, he's, he's a very rare, rare player uh, just in terms of his size and his athletic ability um, but we know for sure he'll play in at least four games um, but yeah I think ideally you would you'd like to preserve that shirt and there's a number of guys particularly on offense at the receiver position that might fall in that four game category as well um, it will be interesting just to kind of see how that balances out because there are a lot of different receivers and guys like Ben Hart maybe Ethan Piper Luke McCaffrey at quarterback um, that are all kind of on that fence, and a lot of it will just depend on how the season goes. All right, when we come back, we're going to shift our discussion over to the defensive storylines that jump out here for Nebraska. And one of the more intriguing ones uh, will be uh, a pair of brothers, and there's two pairs of brothers, but one of those pairs of brothers will be making their first ever career start together at Nebraska. I'll tell you more about that next here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show. 